Iowa everywhere. Ready, Hawk fans? John Miller is going in-depth with analysis and breakdown. Answers, insights, and a look ahead to next week. It's Hawkeye Sunday with John Miller. Only on Iowa Everywhere. Sunday Reaction Podcast here on the Iowa Everywhere Network. I am John Miller talking about Iowa's 33-13 win against Northwestern, where maybe for the first time this season, Iowa's offense looked competent. 393 yards of offense for Iowa, passing 220, rushing 173. The type of balance that Kirk Ferentz likes to have, first downs 24. I mean, let's break out the bubbly. Third downs, 5 of 11. Fourth downs, 1 of 1. Iowa has been one of the worst teams on third and fourth down conversions this year. So uh, a really good day. Six yards per play on the average. 66 plays, six yards uh, per average. Um, 4.8 yards per rush. Really good. Uh, Sack adjusted rushing average, 5.1 yards per rush. Five of five in the red zone. I mean, who are these guys? Spencer Petrus gets the start. And when I saw that, I was uh, initially irritated by that because I felt that, once again, probably unfair to Spencer in that spot at home. But the Iowa faithful and Kinnick played nice. The boos did not rain down. And Spencer Petrus went out and put together one of his better games as an Iowa starter. 21 of 30 for 220 yards, one touchdown, a rating of 142.6. Much better than that .1 rating that we saw early in the season. Um, Spencer looked good, did some things with his feet, kept plays alive. Not that anybody expects old crazy legs Petrus to reign, but the most difficult portion of Iowa's schedule is over. And I will admit to having doubts as to whether or not Iowa was going to be able to do something like this in this game. I took Northwestern at plus 14 and a half. I got them at plus 17 and a half on bidding up the line. I thought the under was the play. Pretty much lost every parlay uh, on Saturday, by the way. So I'm the putts of parlays for this week. Um, And just greatly considering whether or not I want to keep doing this or if I keep doing it, certainly at a... uh, a more manageable weight of unit wagered. I got stupid yesterday. Still have not spent one cent or lost one cent of my own money. Pulled all my initial seed capital out last week, so I'm playing purely on house money. But still, dumb is dumb regardless. Um, Caleb Johnson looks really good. Um, He continues to look better and better. And I'm going to quit trying in my head to come up with comps to running backs from the past. He just, 
He's got a really impressive lean. He's got really impressive balance. He still, when he runs, doesn't look like he's going full speed, but he is moving. Very, really strong, and uh, I, I think his ceiling is really exciting, especially if he can play behind an offensive line that is also competent. Moving Colby to left guard, as the staff decided to do as they were making their way back from Columbus that last week, alongside Mason Richmond at left tackle. That is a formidable lineup. And over on the right side, you have a, you're a little more veteran. Iowa's offensive line yesterday looked fantastic. Um, Spencer Peters was sacked just one time. He had a number of clean pockets. Far more clean pockets than, I guess, what's the opposite of a clean pocket? A dirty pocket? Far more clean pockets than dirty pockets. And he absolutely played one of his best games. And when his pocket is clean, he can set up his feet. Those of you who have listened to me during the Spencer Petrus uh, era at Iowa have heard me say repeatedly that I can tell when Petrus has a very high probability of completing the pass on his delivery without even seeing where the receiver is. Just by looking at how he sets his feet and his foundation up beneath himself and delivers the ball. And it was on display yesterday. His feet were good, by and large. And you really love to see that. Um, Sam Laporta, five receptions for 53 yards. He was targeted six times. Nico Ragaini, uh, four receptions for 66 yards, six targets. He looked really active. So you had uh, eight different receivers catching the 21 passes, eight different targets, uh, rather. Not all receivers. Running backs had several catches. Brody Brecht with three touchdowns. I thought Kirk said something interesting in the postgame. It was nice to see a Brecht catch and run as opposed to a catch and fall down. He didn't say it that harshly, but that was the inference. And that is something that I'd been noticing with Breck thus far, that when he catches balls, he, he, he falls down. Um, sometimes you can just be really, really excitable, especially as young players, and you don't quite, um, you just don't have quite have it all reined in yet. And Breck is one of those guys that doesn't have it all uh, reined in yet. Deontay Vines, um, two catches, also likely dropped a touchdown pass that he should have had. He got both hands on that. But all in all, the offensive line was more than competent. The receivers getting better, more able and capable bodies, competence. Spencer Petrus, competent. Last week on the podcast, I said Iowa's offense just needs to be get to competent. They don't need to become average or middle of the pack relative to their peers. They just need to be competent. And with the defense they have, a competent, not even saying good, a competent offense is enough. Iowa took steps towards competence yesterday. Now, granted, Northwestern is struggling. They are now one and seven. They've lost seven games in a row after their season opening win that took place, I think, in August in Ireland. Northwestern has not won a game on American soil this year. Iowa sacked them seven times. Seven different players 
accounted for seven sacks, 10 total tackles for loss for Iowa on 67 Northwestern plays. 10 of them were for loss. And that is getting it done. Uh, Northwestern just 177 total yards, 18 yards rushing for Northwestern as Iowa's defense, uh, you know, just went off again. And, and they've done that more often than not this season. I want to look at something real quick on defense. Um, let's look at total drives. Northwestern, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just nine drives for the game for Northwestern. Iowa, and I'll tell you why that is in a second. But, um, you know, six plays, two yards, 12 plays, 24 yards, three plays, minus eight yards, two plays, seven yards, interception, 11 plays, 22 yards. That's hard to do. 11 plays, 22 yards, uh, eight plays, 34 yards on a, on a um, touchdown. That came after the shanked punt by Torrey Taylor. Uh, three plays, three yards, seven plays, three yards, then a 15-play, 75-yard drive. That was the last drive of the game for either team. So essentially, Northwestern had 102 yards with five minutes left to go in the game, and Iowa had its backups in. That's a pretty amazing day on defense. Iowa, on the other hand, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drives on the day. And Iowa scored points on seven of them. If these statistics are correct, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I don't know that I've seen that many times for any team much less Iowa. Here's how Iowa went. Nine plays, 63 yards, field goal. 14 plays, 59 yards, touchdown. 15 plays, 85 yards, field goal. Six plays, 50 yards, touchdown. Uh, three plays, two yards. That was right before the end of the half. Second half, 10 plays, 39 yards, field goal. 10 plays, 64 yards, field goal. And three plays, 36 yards, touchdown. One one, two, three, four of their eight drives, half of their drives had 10 or more plays. Then another one had nine. That's, that's incredibly um, efficient. Also on special teams, uh, Drew Stevens, good from 29, good from 24, just good enough from 54, good from 25. The freshman kicker is having a really good season, and I was in really good position going forward uh, at the special kicking specialist position. Just a fantastic job. I'm going to go in here and look at some of the more comparative uh, statistics, first downs, things of that nature. Let's see, advanced stats, um, first down plays. Northwestern had 25 of them. They averaged 3.8 yards per play on first down. Iowa, 31 of them, 5.7 yards per play on first down. And that is what you want to see. Looking at some NCAA statistics uh, now, Iowa's total offense, congrats, Hawkeyes, you are no longer last in the sport moved up from 131 to 129, now averaging 248 yards. Rushing offense, 120th. Passing offense, 120th. Moving up the right direction. You know, let's, let's stop talking about offensive statistics. We understand that. Defense, total defense still fifth in the nation. 
265.6 yards per game, 11th in rushing defense, 10th in passing yards allowed, 12th in passing efficiency defense, 5th in scoring defense. And uh, I'm telling you, statistically, statistically through seven, is it seven games now or eight games for I think it's eight, eight, four and four. Statistically through eight games, I think you'd be hard pressed to go back and find an Iowa defense that is more dominant in those statistics uh, collectively than this year's Iowa defense is. I'm not saying this year's Iowa defense is the best defense of the uh, Kirk Ferentz era, but I am saying that it's uh, statistically right up there as maybe the most dominant. Still games to be played. Iowa next week is going to be tested considerably at Purdue. Purdue schemes Iowa better than anyone in the Big Ten. I am not optimistic uh, for Iowa's chances there. And I would have probably said that maybe if Iowa were six and two or seven and one, because I've fallen for the banana in the tailpipe before, and I get tired of falling for that again. Uh, then it's uh, against Wisconsin, and then it's at Minnesota, and then home against Nebraska. Is every one of those games winnable? Yes, they sure are. I feel better about saying that now. I would not have. I mean, I would have still said that last week, but I feel better about it this week. Uh, could Iowa lose each and every one of those games? They absolutely could. Would it be just like the Kirk Ferentz era for Iowa to win every one of those games and finish the season eight and four and have a whole discussion about, well, what was all that gnashing of teeth about? Of course it would. I hope that happens. I, I would like that discussion because that means Iowa would have won their last five games they played. You look at the defenses that they play. South Dakota State, number one, FBA, uh, FCS. Uh, Iowa State has a top, you know, I'm going I'm to go here to total defense. I'm not saying total defense is the end-all, be-all statistic. Illinois has the number one total defense in college football. Michigan has the number three total defense in all, it's called, all of college football. Ohio State is the sixth best defense in all of college football. Iowa State is the 12th best defense. Rutgers is the 13th best defense. One, two, three, four, five. Five of Iowa's eight opponents rank in the top 13 national defense. One, two, three, Four, five. Five of Iowa's eight opponents so far rank no worse than 13th best in total defense in college football. And you had a young offensive line. Is that something to consider? Obviously, Nevada sucks. And Northwestern's defense is Northwestern is just not ready for prime time. I am curious where Northwestern's total defense is. Um, they are not among the top 50. But you know, if we're looking at glass half full stuff here, Iowa's schedule prior to their game against Northwestern, seven games. Five of those games were against teams whose defense ranked top 13th nationally. Hmm. I can't imagine that there's a team in the country that has played against a more difficult defensive profile than what Iowa played and faced in their first 
seven games. Are we on to something? Is that a contributing factor? I, I, I would say yes, it has to be a contributing factor. You couldn't, you couldn't say otherwise. Iowa still has a lot of work to do. They're trending in the right direction. Yesterday was actually fun. And it's been a while since we could say that about watching Iowa football. And I could ramble quite a bit more. I'm not going to. Put a win on the board. Purdue next week. Chris Williams and I will talk about that a little bit on our Friday podcast. But hey, it was fun, wasn't it? And that's what this is about. This is supposed to be about fun and entertainment. And I was entertained. It's really all I'm looking for. Talk to you soon. Iowa everywhere.